Hello again, everybody. I'm the Common Sense American, and this week there's all kinds of things in the news, but it's typically dominated in the past few weeks by the uh, ongoing pandemic and Cuomo, who was out, thank God. He decided to resign, which is a little surprising to me. I didn't think that guy would ever resign. I thought he'd have to be booted out. Um, next to go, hopefully, for New York will be de Blasio, and maybe, just maybe, that state and city could start to get back on track. As for the uh, ongoing pandemic, I think what I wanted to tackle today, and I'm trying to embrace my common sense roots in this way, I want to give you a reasonable, level-headed look at uh, the vaccine and sort of where it stands and where these variants stand and my view on them. And I know so many of you are strongly anti-vax and have sworn you will never get it. My, uh, both my brothers have sworn they'll never get it. We've all already had uh, COVID, uh, which is a big reason why they say they're not getting it. Um, but I think I wanted to talk about why this um, deep resentment toward the government and towards the medical establishment exists in regards to this vaccine and this disease and why people are so dead set against it. If you look at the statistics and the numbers, it's not because of those numbers. It's not like we're seeing a whole lot of people dropping dead who took the vaccine. Um, there's just there's not enough evidence anywhere to support that idea or that it's especially uh, dangerous to people, especially people who are uh, mostly young and healthy. And uh, based on hospitalization and death numbers, it does seem like those who took the vaccine are less likely to be seriously ill if they contract the disease. However, there are plenty of outliers, as usual. There are all kinds of stories and facts and um, uh, statements from doctors out there that question the um, safety of the long-term safety of this vaccine as well as the efficacy of it. And there's also lots of evidence to support both of those theories. So in looking it's strictly at the science and looking strictly at the numbers, there's not a lot. I don't, you wouldn't expect so many people to be so strongly, that's it, you know, anti-vax, I'm never getting this thing. But the reason for it, and I've made note of this before, is because of the way they've handled this whole thing. Um, if all along they had been honest, the CDC especially, and Fauci and all of them, and had said all along and made it clear that this is a very fluid situation, that they do not know anything 100%, nothing, that they're giving you their best educated guess as to the uh, trajectory of the virus, as to how well the vaccine works, as to how safe it is. They're giving you their best guess. That's how they needed to approach this from the start. And I understand that they didn't want to come across as wishy-washy and waffling because then you're just going to get a whole lot of people who go, well, you obviously don't know what you're talking about and you're not 100%, so why would I follow your advice? I get it. You want to come across with a strong front to send a, a particular message that you believe is in the better interest of the common good. But it backfired in this case and it backfired badly because when you make all these 100% truth statements you know, right out of the gate, and then all these reports come down months later that say you were wrong, and you don't even you don't even admit it. You know, you don't stand up there, take your lumps, and say, you know, we were wrong. We 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 didn't get this part right. 
Instead, you quietly walk it back. You quietly say, well, the vaccine doesn't mean you won't get it. It just means you won't get seriously ill. Now, the numbers do back that up to some extent. But that was not your original message. Your original message was take the vaccine to not get the d disease. And you came out with all these studies that said just how well it worked, just how people, uh, just how resistant uh, people became to the disease, just how few hospitalizations there were with people with the vaccine, all that all came out, right? You, you ran study after study and message after message said, see, we told you, just take the vaccine, you won't get it. And some months later, what happens? A whole lot of people who are vaccinated are coming down with it. And some very high profile people, some very obvious stories from all over the country that are showing you that while it may fend off this disease um, for a while, its, its effectiveness drops over time. And after we're not even sure how long, you're going to be able to get this thing. And with the variants and Delta being more contagious and other possibly more contagious variants coming that can easily bypass these vaccines, which, by the way, oh, let me add, they're not vaccines. This is not a vaccine. Um, medically speaking, it is not a vaccine. Um, it's an experimental shot. It's an experimental drug, just like the flu shot, which also frequently doesn't work because they have to try and target one of a billion flu strains every winter, take an educated guess as to the one that they think is going to be the most dominant and give that one to you and say, okay, you're protected against that. You could still get any of the other strains, but it's the best we can do. And of course, there they try to tell you that you won't get the flu from any way either. Again, more of a big fat lie. Um, but this is the same situation. You did this on a big scale. So when all of these numbers come down that prove that you were wrong, or at least that you were way off base, and you don't even admit it, and you keep doubling down on what you're saying to do now, well, what do you expect is going to happen? It's like crying wolf. We are we listened to you the first time. We did the mask thing for a full year, and it didn't really do anything, now did it? You know, you can blame the uh, so-called super spreader events around the holidays where people ditched their masks and got together and, oh, that's, yeah, you can blame that all you want. Or you can blame that just when the summer started, people took off their masks and then this came around. Bull crap. This variant was going to hit us no matter what. All these variants are coming no matter what. Doesn't matter what we do with masks. Doesn't matter what we do with social distancing. This thing is mutating fast. It has been mutating very quickly. They make that plane. This isn't, masks aren't going to stop anything. The bottom line is, and I've said this from the start, pretty much everybody on the planet is going to have to get this thing or a version of this thing and get past it or unfortunately perish. That is the way this is going to go. It doesn't matter how many vaccines you have. It doesn't matter how many lockdowns or mandates you throw down. That is going to be the case. Everybody is going to get this thing. The best thing to do is to protect the very vulnerable, those who are in very poor physical condition and the elderly, and let everybody else go about their lives, get this thing beat it and move on, because that's what 99.999% of people do, especially in that, you know, that non-vulnerable age group. Now, speaking of the vulnerable and speaking of, you know, I'm trying to make this plain, remember that a lot of people did get the vaccination, including Donald Trump, who many of you like, and you will swear up and down you won't get the vaccine. Well, he did. Everybody, everybody did. Pretty much everybody uh, in D.C. has gotten this vaccine. Um... And most recently, uh, Mike Rowe uh, got the vaccine. I, I love him. He's fantastic. He's he, Everything he says, I agree with. Uh, very level-headed and reasonable and sensible man and very smart, which, of course, is why he will not run for office, and I don't blame him. Um, it's just too filthy. 
politics has become, it's always been dirty, but now it's just downright filthy. And I don't blame him one bit for not wanting to get involved. And he'll make his statements here and there, but he's not going to get, you know, caught up in some sort of race and have the, the, the liberal woke crowd attack him for just being a sensible man. Um, he's just not up for that. But he, he did say, and again, I agree, he got the, uh, the, the vaccine, he got the shot. And, but he, also said that he did not agree with mandates. He did not agree that people should be forced to get this thing. And again, I agree. You know, the question is whether or not you should get it, I think should come down to not just your reaction to this overly aggressive propaganda campaign, which is bad. And I have, you know, railed against from the start. I don't agree with how they've approached it. I do not believe these vaccines. I never believed from the start that they're going to be anywhere near as effective as they claim they were going to be. That has proven accurate. However, based on the current statistics, it does appear that those who are vaccinated are a lot less likely to get severely ill. You're, you're going to get it. It's, it's not really even showing any evidence that you're less likely to get it unless you maybe, you know, just got the shot in the past few weeks. This, this stuff wears off and it wears off faster than natural antibodies as we're seeing. Because you're not seeing very many, if any, breakthrough infections on those who already got this thing. Now, it depends. I mean, if you got a long time ago, at the start of this pandemic, year and a half ago, you might be, you know, your antibodies might have depleted enough to the point where you're going to get a variant or something like that. And if you are older or you are in not in good condition, you may want to consider doing it simply for the sake of uh, avoiding that serious illness. Now, I know there are lots of uh, people who are against the idea. A lot of people who say, you know, we don't know enough about this vaccine. And some of the things we're hearing is a little concerning. And I agree with you. Um. So it's really going to come down to your balancing of the statistics versus the uh, how, how you are and how you feel and how you think you deal with something that is primarily a respiratory illness. And, you know, if you're a heavy smoker or you're older or you're very overweight, overweight people are very bad condition for this. You, you may want to consider doing it. I'm sorry, but you might. Uh, you're in line for a lot of bad things anyway, considering the position you're in. Um, and uh, again, as a side note, what we should be screaming about up and down about this is not vaccines, is not the, the virus itself, but the fact that we are in absolutely atrocious condition. And that's the reason why this thing won't let go and why there's so many hospitalizations and deaths. That's why if we were in a much better condition physically, this would not have been as much of a deal. Nowhere near. We need, this was a wake up call, alarm bell should be ringing and the Goddamn medical establishment should have been from the start saying, see this, see the comorbidities, see how much more uh, dangerous this is to people who have existing comorbidities. Who, it, What are we just going to gloss over the fact that the overwhelming majority of people who die from this disease are either over the age of 70 or, or obese or both? Or the fact that they're diabetic, hypertension, or high blood pressure, have a million other problems, many of which are self-inflicted. We can't just keep glossing this over. You can't just say, here, take the jab and go back to eating your Big Macs and sitting on your ass all day. That is not going to go well for the future. We need to talk about those things. We need to get that out there. We need to fix this mess. That is what's going to, to help us in the future. That is what's going to help us deal with anything coming down the pike in terms of bad diseases. Not more jabs, not more vaccines, not more lockdowns, and not more mandates. It should be up to you. But you should also consider your 
uh, health versus, you know, if you got one of these variants, how do you think your body's going to respond? And, um, you know, it's, it's difficult. I, I don't want to say don't ever get it for any reason just because, yes, they have proven to be inaccurate. Yes, sometimes it seems like they flat out lied. I agree with you and I sympathize with you that, you know, they should not force you to take this thing. Um, and that's, that's something I stand with. That's, I, I'm not shying away from that. I'm saying you should consider it for a variety of reasons. Just look at all the statistics there are, not just the ones from right-wing websites, you know, and some very questionable sources. Uh, use all the sources you can find. Don't just stick to the CDC. I'm not telling you that. I'm not, I'm not saying just listen to CNN. I'm saying get as much information as you possibly can from all corners and all sides. Listen to both sides. Listen to uh, doctor statements made on both sides of the aisle, uh, maybe on YouTube or whatever, and see what they're saying and see how they clash and see what is more convincing to you. See what uh, has more of an impact. Don't just say, I'm not getting this because the Democrats and the and Fauci have been pushing it on me and they're all lying and it's going to kill me. And There is no evidence to support that it's going to kill you. There's no evidence to support right now that it's especially dangerous. Am I worried about possible long-term effects of this? Yes, sort of. Because we don't know. We absolutely do not know. And this thing came out very, very quickly. Uh, you know, there's no guarantee, especially in the world of medicine, that nothing is going to happen to you because you took this thing. Now, it, it, because of its similarities to other things like the flu shots, and, it, and it's very, uh, it, it seems very unlikely that bad things happen. You still hear stories about somebody who took the vaccine and two later, they're, they're dead. And they were like 22. I, hey, that absolutely, I believe those things can happen. They're in the extreme minority, very low numbers. And if we're talking about low numbers, if we're saying uh, it's extremely unlikely that you'll die from this, that the mortality rate is very, very low. That's true. And But we also have to acknowledge that there are instances where COVID or the vaccine can kill somebody who's very young. Now, again, very unlikely. But you do have to consider it here and there. Uh, my parents, I don't know if they want, they, they again, both had it. But, they're, you know, they're getting older. And do they really want to take this thing? They really don't. Uh, but my father is still running his business. And, you know, it's retail. If they force him to do it, he said he will do it because he he won't he doesn't want to give up his business right now. He wants to get a few, some more years out of it. He doesn't. He's worked his entire life for this. And he doesn't want to be, uh, you know, shot down so close to the finish line just because he won't take a vaccine. And I understand that. Um, he's, he's painted into a corner and they got him and he knows it and he's probably still going to take it. My mother, on the other hand, is much more against it. Um, and like I said, my brothers are, but it, it's a difficult situation. I, I don't know, like for myself, I had this damn thing. It's weird. I admit it. It's bizarre. It's not like anything else I have ever had. It didn't, it didn't put me down. It, it I, I, I liken it to a bad cold. Or not even the flu. I've had far. I've had the flu only a few times, and each one was way worse than this thing. Um, if you told, it was a bad cold. Actually, wasn't even that bad because it didn't last that long. I, I felt bad for maybe forty-eight hours. I had a, I had a really bad headache and my eye strain. I don't know what that was all about. You know, it was very head oriented. And then of course I had those aches that associated with the flu, um, and I had slight. You know, there was a slight breathing thing, but only when I work out. I would only notice it when I really push myself. I could only do 80, 90% of a workout, which is still, you know, I only missed one day. I only didn't work out for one day. After that, I just pushed through it. 
the weirdest thing about it, and I'd said this before, is that for many weeks after uh, I'd wake up about exactly one hour after falling asleep, I'd wake up in a cold sweat uh, for whatever reason. I, I don't know what, what that was. It didn't feel bad. It just happened. And it continued to happen. It, it waned, you know, went. As time went on, it was three or four times a week. Then it was once or twice a week. Then it was once like every other week. And I thought it was gone completely. And then it popped up again just last month, you know. But it's been gone since it's like once a week, once a month. I mean, it's just slowly sort of ebbing its way out of here. And I haven't had any other symptoms. Uh, but it's a weird thing. And and I, I, I had to cancel my trip uh, I was going to travel to Norway in October, but I can't do that. I had to cancel that. They're still not open to tourism, uh, regardless of your vaccination status. But come next year, I've postponed, I've rebooked, I'm going to try and do it between uh, May, April and May of next year. So my question to myself is, and many of you would have these same questions, if you plan to do anything, if you plan to travel, especially internationally, you're going to have these questions for yourself. You know, do I want to be denied access to the entire world because I won't take this vaccine? When I know it's probably not going to hurt me if I'm in, you know, decent, none of the statistics show it's going to hurt me. If, if, it's, if it's my ticket out of here for a little while, it feels like I'm going to do it. Now, right now, and I will tell you how things are going down if you haven't been paying attention much to the European Union. But uh, if you look at certain countries, their rules right now are that you can travel from one EU country to another uh, many of them are like that, provided you have proof of vaccination or, and this is a big or, you can prove that you had the disease within the past, I think it's six months. So in other words, if you've got a positive antibody screen, which is really what that is, you do not have to take, you do not have to get a vaccination, you do not have to quarantine, you don't have to have any tests before you fly. That's all out the window if you can prove those things, either a vaccine, uh, vaccination or you, uh, you prove that you had this thing. Now, I'm hoping that that when these countries open back up to U.S. tourism, that the same uh, rules apply. That they'll say, okay, same same type of deal. You know, prove you you have the vaccine or prove you had this thing within the past six months. Because I think I could get an antibody screen probably in December and it would still come up positive. I'm willing to bet, and that would clear me. Um, but it's it's not good if they continue to force these. Uh, a lot of them have the rule where if you've got to be tested within 48 hours of going, logistically, that's very difficult. On top of which, you probably have, many of them require you to be tested when you land again in the country you're going to be in which you're visiting or residing in, right? Those are two chances for false positives to come up, and those happen all the damn time. And that's what I'm worried about. You know, they're going to test me. I'm going to I'm perfectly fine. They're going to have a little false positive. I'm done. I can't go anywhere. I can't get any refunds. The whole thing's blown whole month out the window because that's really what I'm planning. And that's going to be a problem. So there's all kinds of things. So what do we do? What do we say to ourselves? Do we, do we continue to be extreme? Do we continue to be, that's it, I'm never touching a vaccine. I'm never get, going to take anything in regards to this pandemic. I don't know if that's a reasonable uh, viewpoint. I understand the cause. I understand what's causing you to think this way. I totally agree that these uh, mandates are ridiculous and unconstitutional, that we should be allowed to make these decisions on our own, and that they have made grave mistakes and missteps along the way, That has, uh, which makes our hesitation perfectly uh, valid. And... The other thing that I hope as time goes on, I mean, we have to also consider that more decent data is going to come down. 
you know, one of the reasons why I didn't and many others have not trusted the data to this point is because it's not enough of it. It hasn't been around long enough, either the disease or the vaccine. As time goes on, we'll get more. We'll get better data. Um, and I think that will go a long way, I hope, towards healing the rift between the unvaccinated and vaccinated, because right now there's serious anger and hostility between the two sides. And that is what happened. I said it from the start. They're creating uh, a, bit, a war between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And the unvaccinated are all bad, evil, ignorant people, and all the vaccinated are good, noble, inte intelligent people, which is the same uh, rhetoric they've been pushing for liberal versus conservative. You know, So if you wear a mask, you're, you're, you're just a good person. It's a symbol. I had said that in the previous podcast as well. It's a symbol that you're a good person and that you're doing what you're doing your part for the common good. And if you're not wearing a mask, they, they want to be downright violent. What we need is some sort of unity in this crisis. You can't be split on this to deal with a crisis. We weren't split on World War II. We weren't really split after 9-11 so much except for the liberal idiots few of them run around circles telling you, don't blame the Arabs, uh, you know, even when they flew the planes into the tower. But, you know, you need that unity. You need that sense of solidarity in a country to deal with something like this when you don't have it, when you have a whole lot of people uh, resisting. And I'm not saying they're illogically resisting. I'm not saying they're resisting. Uh, they, ha they have good reason to resist. I'm not saying they don't. But there is, but a lot of the evidence says that maybe Looking at the hospitalizations and deaths right now, especially with the Delta variant, it might be a better idea for you, if you are not in good condition or if you are elderly, that this might not be a bad idea to get the vaccine. Or if you don't want to feel caged, if you don't want to feel, you know, hemmed in like me, you start to feel claustrophobic. And yes, I get it. You, you know, you want to make a stand. You want to stand up for your principles and say, I'm not taking that damn thing. I don't care if you force me to stay in my house and I never can go anywhere or travel you know what, I don't have time for that anymore. I, I just, if I was younger, maybe it's, you know, I want to be able to do what I can do while I can do it, while I'm in good condition. I don't want all that to slide away because of these idiots. The vaccine's probably not going to hurt me. I don't know. I hope not anyway. If I have to take it, I'll take it to get the hell out of here for a little while. I feel like I have to do that. I, I want to do that. I've been planning to do it. It's part of, it's, it's part of something I really feel like I need to do. And if that's the case, or like in my father's case, where they, you know, they don't want to, he doesn't want the rug taken out from under him so close to the finish line. You have to understand that mode of thinking. You have to understand that. And yes, I, I agree that the mandates are unnecessary and damaging. But make your own decision on this. Don't just flat deny it for the sake of railing against the Democrats or Fauci or whatever, or making a stand in that way. Do the research for your own good, for your own benefit, and for your own health, and come to your own conclusion. You will find statistics uh, that might back a decision to get that vaccine, or you may not. You will find that, no, I don't like how these numbers look to me, and I don't believe I need this thing, and I don't really like the possibility that it could do something. So, no, I'm not getting it. I don't plan on going anywhere. I don't need it. I don't plan on infecting an entire, you know, I'm not going all over the place. Uh, you know, I then then that's different. There are all kinds of things, all kinds of situations. We just need to understand them. And we can't be so dead set against other ideas just because we don't like certain people or like how things were handed to us. That's when we step back and do our own homework and come to our own decisions. That's really all I wanted to say. I mean, I, I stand for that 
level-headed approach on just about everything. I wanted to make that clear. I know in previous podcasts I have railed against all kinds of things regarding the vaccine and the pandemic, especially in terms of physical health and the fact that they're downplaying comorbidities and vastly overestimating in terms of uh, overstating the deaths and not making it plain that most of the people, 90% plus the people who perish from this, are over a certain age or in terrible condition or both. They're not talking about it and they should have been from the start. So that's it for me. Again, I appreciate you listening. Everything I do is free. I don't do any ads. I don't ask for your email. There's no downloading. Just click and listen. And I don't do explicit content. So it's always, you know, kids, work, whatever. And that's it for me. And I'll see you again next week. Thank you.